The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-Mig's 5th Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now, live from G-Mig's 5th Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. I cannot hear you. I can't hear me either. Look, it's coming out over the... Can you hear me now? I got it. There we go. Nope, you got me. That's the speaker. There. there that's better. Well, you turn this up too much. Is that the reverb? Okay. Yeah. You got me? Yeah, I hear right, you. Good. Uh, either way, where was I going? Oh, now the whole show's messed up. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'll start said, over. Hey, there you go. Um, Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Hell here on 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you. We're at GMIX in uh, Valley Junction, West Des Moines. That's Fifth Street in West Des Moines. Come on down and join us tonight. I believe the same special is going on on Tuesdays, right? It's uh, $10. Apps, apps, taps, apps, apps and raps. wings. $10 apps, wraps, and wings. Hawks play basketball. Um, Andrew says our reverb is horrible. We'll work on that. It's got to be that thing over there. That's all right. Go how's ahead. That? Uh, how's that? That's better? Okay, that sounds better. Um, anyway, so um, Hawks play basketball at 6 o'clock tonight at uh, Michigan State. As you were just saying, Vegas doesn't take a whole lot of the Hawks tonight. Nine and a half point underdogs. And like, I'm How can you blame them? You can't be in a position to argue with them. Um, I, I would say um, very happy with the win against Wisconsin the other day. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this you were there. Last, last minute uh, choice to, to go Friday night. I'm like, look, looking, going, I think I'm going to go. What did you get them for? Uh, 45. It's not bad. We sat in, and sat like we were um, free, th- free the line. Yeah, I saw midway you. Up. You yeah. took a picture. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad. I looked um, for the women's game on Sunday. Yeah. 300 per. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> the cheapest. It's the cheapest. I know. And that's uh, Illinois coming up this Sunday. And they're well, not it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who right. they're playing. The Although Illinois, Illinois pounded Indiana last night. Talk about a look ahead. They did. Talk oh, about a look, look ahead, ahead for Indiana. Yeah. But it, they went into Illinois and got beat by 19. So let's... Uh, Let's get into that. So, yeah, it's a big week for the Iowa women because now they can put the Caitlin Clark record behind them. and The shot heard around the world. Yes, concentrate on uh, winning some basketball games because even though they're sitting in second place uh, in the conference and Ohio State is rated number two in the country, Iowa can rectify that by running the table. they got four more games left, and one of them is at Indiana on Thursday night. Uh, of course, uh, 14th rated Indiana, and then they got Ohio State uh, to what close out the season. What time is that game? 7 p.m. on the Peacock. 7 p.m. on the Peacock. The, the victory last week, 106-89 over Michigan. That was the Caitlin Clark shot heard around the world in two and a half minutes. May have been the best eight points I think I've seen scored in a long time. Yeah, it, it was. Um, Layup, it, come around the pick, nice easy three, set play. And then logo three. And then, you know, a little breakout. Gabby gets her the ball, two dribbles, boom. She and did. it was it was pure. Oh, yeah. It, no question it was going in. I was so glad she went off for 49. That was yeah. just, honestly, I was hoping for 50. <laughs> I was hoping for, it, there was a little while there where I thought she might push and try for 61, which is the national record, right, to break both well, records well, in she, one game. She, I mean, she easily could have. Certainly t- took enough shots. Well, I mean, she, had she made a few more. She was 16 for 31, so she was over 50%. 16 for 31 from the field. 
So if you think about it, that's, that's actually pretty good. It seemed like she was missing a few here and there. She was still 16 for 31. Oh, yeah, she had 13 assists as well. And seven boards. And seven boards. Um, <laughs> nine of 18 from three. Somehow she was the Big Ten Player of the Week. And the National Player of the Week. This is, this is her ninth Big Ten Player of the Week <laughs> and her eighth National Player of the Week uh, for the year. Iowa now um, at 23-3, and 12-2. They're number five in the net, um, and uh, according to the AP poll, number four in the country. Um, Who's number four in the net? UCLA? I didn't see who was right well, above. I didn't see who was right South above. South Carolina is clear number one. Yeah. I was reading, so Tom, uh, Tom Cakert's uh, website, they have a nice breakdown, uh, Kyle. Uh, put together a nice breakdown of where everybody is in terms of what they think Iowa, the Iowa women will be seated uh, at this point. And there's a handful of folks that have Iowa as a two, and there's a handful that still have them as a one. Apparently, this NCAA committee does not look at the net the same way the men's does. The men look at quad one wins and quad two wins. This is how you do against the top 100 and the top 25 in the net so they're looking at it a little differently so it does come up a little a little bit differently to, you know if they win if they win the next four they're fine if they go three and one and lose to ohio state then i think they're going to have to win the big 10 tournament in order to get a one you think that yeah yes in order to get that one now does it matter i mean it only matters in so much as when you're going to run into. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. If you're, you're the run, if you're the fourth one or the first two, you're in the same spot. Exactly the same exact spot. Other other than who you play you, at home uh, in the first two weeks. Other than yeah. you get that seven ten game yeah. versus the. I guess. I don't know whatever. Six eleven. Six eleven. Yeah. But but. No, if you're no, a no, one eight nine, eight, nine. Eight, nine seven ten. Eh. Eh. Well, Creighton was a ten and beat them. Yeah, they weren't as good. No, they weren't they nearly weren't as good. good. They were good, but they weren't as good, right? So um, I, I just think it's... No, this team's really good. This team's, split team plays differently. It's short, but the, it's really good. Th there's a reason why the runs have happened to them. Put your um, mic closer to your mouth. That'll help. Well, it's... I, yeah, see, there yeah, you go. Okay. Um, they say I spit on the mic when I do that. Um, there, there's a reason why the runs have uh, have hurt them, and it's it's literally it's just a size thing. They're faster, but they're not quite as big in certain certain areas. But you're right. Th this is a better team than two years ago, which was a Big Ten championship team, by the way. Um, this is a team I'm not, uh, that that they won the last, the last two year. Big Ten championships. Yes. Tournaments. Yes. At, uh, regular season two years ago, they ended up tying for it last year, right? I in, think so. Indiana, I think the yeah, shot yeah. that Caitlin hit yeah. tied. Thought that was right. Well, they were the one seed, and they played Ohio State in the finals and yeah. beat it by forty. Yeah, that one was never close, was it? Um, anyway, as you take a look at it, it's all right there in front of them, and this will be a big game, obviously Thursday night. And yeah, if Illinois and Indiana, boy, looking if they got pounded by Illinois, Illinois is not that good. Indiana's had a key player out, and I don't remember her name. Uh, our Indiana insider over there might be able to tell us, but it doesn't make any difference. It, Indiana's going to have to play a great game against Iowa to hang with them. Very frankly, I think the guy was just better. I mean, on the road, tough game. It's going to be tough. Uh, Iowa's going to have to rebound the basketball. Indiana's got a nice post player. She's pretty darn good. And they've got a couple secondary players who are pretty darn good. And, but they're not nearly as deep as Iowa. If they get in foul trouble at all, that that's going to hurt them. So I, it, it's... 
the women are the women are exciting. They're fun. Uh, they're must they're must see TV, and and it's just it's just great. I, it was so fun Thursday night. I mean, I was not in a position really to watch it. And I had them on my phone. Yeah, you were sitting at a conference a, central, a right? Yeah, the gala dinner. dinner. Yeah, and keeping everybody up to date. And you know, we were still going. Oh, and ooh, and you know, just, even the passes and such. She's able to do, like you said. She gets 49 and 13 assists, and I think I heard it was like 76 points that she was attributable to, to her play. Throughout that. 98 away from Pete Maravich's all-time record, which would give her the men's record. She would give her just... That's about three games based on her yes. current... her current. She will get it done, right? She will oh, get it done. And Barring, knock right. on wood. And if she happens to stay for another year, she'll get the all-time assist leader thing, too. If she stays she's for sixth, another year, she, sixth, may, she may score 5,000 points. She's sixth on the list. Now, this is an interesting discussion. It, um, you know, it sounds like Lisa's really pushing her to stay. And normally the coaches are like, you know, you do, you do what's best for you. Let's investigate it and all that. But Lisa Bluter has been quoted as saying, and, and I've heard her say, and I agree with this, the college, the collegiate women's game is a bigger stage than the WNBA. If you want to showcase yourself and your brand and you want to be in the spotlight, the WNBA is where you go to disappear. Because let me, you you being you, and okay. you might be able to name a few teams. I've got one, I think the Lynx. I don't know where they play. Minnesota. Okay. Other Las Vegas Aces. New York Liberty. So you've got, I don't Connecticut know. Connecticut Sun, I think. They play at the casino do or they, something like do they that. they really? Washington Mystics, L.A. Sparks. This is this is Phoenix. You, somebody who might have been making a wager here and there and looking at them, uh, looking at the uh, the Chicago Sky <laughs> line. My point is, I, no people don't know. I, I don't know when's the season. When do they play? Yep, June. Yep. yep I exactly. think they. I think they play. They start right as the NBA is ending. I watched the final last well, year. I'm not saying that the people don't every once in a while. Kelsey Plum it. plays for Vegas yeah, and, yeah. and it's, Indiana Fever. Let's not forget them. That's uh, Caitlin's likely landing spot. It's not as big a stage. You've got big so my, cities. I mean, it, uh, she's she's going to be. If you stay in college basketball, let me pose you this are, question: You are going to be playing to sold out crowds again for an entire year. With the W, year. with the WNBA considering giving Des Moines a team. Just for her? Why not? You'd, uh, you'd immediately sell out. Andrew says no. They already did. They already gave it to San Francisco. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know I what didn't. he's talking about. But well, apparently there was an expansion. Remember, the, I, we, had, we were national world champions with the Iowa Cornets back in the day, right? Well, Brad, I don't want to tell you, but I was on the stat team for the Iowa, Iowa Cornets with you? Dave Sr., Mackey. We ran that deal. I was in charge of assists and playing time, not, assists and turnovers. Not surprised. Good if it goes. Not surprised. That's an assist if it they, goes. They played at, uh, were, were they at Vets? Yeah. And Cedar and, Rapids. And then they played in Cedar Rapids. I would watch them in Cedar Rapids at the mm -hmm. Five Seasons Center, live at the Five. There you go. Um, well, in any case, uh, I just think that if there's, there's a case to be made here, and it's more than about money, that the stage is bigger in, in, in collegiate women's basketball. Boy, I don't so. know who her agent is. That would be a tough one. It's a tough call. There's no question. Tough call. I, th I think the biggest reason to go to the WNBA is to have an opportunity for Olympic aspirations. Does she have to? Does she have to? Well, the Olympic team, obviously, this year 
if they were smart, in my opinion, and I don't know, I mean, who knows how, how that selection process, but if she doesn't get an invitation to at least go for the Olympic tryouts, yeah, you're missing the boat. Come on. And make her Christian Leitner of the dream team. <laughs> Let her yep. carry the luggage, yep. whatever. But she's the biggest name in women's basketball, bar none. Bar none. Bar none. I mean, Brianna Stewart, okay, she's pretty good, but she doesn't move the needle. She didn't get 9 million people to watch the finals last year. No. no. You know, and those kinds of things. I, the, we all just need to take a breath and just realize the incredibleness that we're watching. I, I know. That's why, I, you know, the, it was great. The, the one good thing, and people pointed this out, and it's not an original thought, but being on Peacock the other night allowed them to stick with – the post-game celebration. The whole 20 minutes without ever going to commercial right. or anything. And then talking to her and getting to be part of the celebration. And then afterwards, you flip it over and ESPN's talking about her and, and doing all this. And well, and they sent Holly Rowe to yeah. interview her after the game, yeah. even though the game, the wasn't, game wasn't on, on ESPN. Yeah. 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 It's, it is. It is. And, and by the way, Cheryl Swoops, if you didn't see this, she got a hold of Caitlin and apologized. Apparently, for Angel Reese was yes. the intermediary. Yeah, I don't quite get where that is. But Angel Reese congratulated her as well, which was a, a classy thing to do considering they've had their issues. I think all these girls actually like each other a lot more than they... Well, like, I don't think there's any yeah, question that they that, do. That, that, I mean, the, the, They let all this stuff the play top, between them. The top yeah. echelon players, when you watch watch after the Iowa-Indiana game, they'll talk. the people that Caitlin really talks to yeah. after the game yeah. are all of Indiana's best players. Yeah. You know, and if they play UConn, watch how the, the, they play, yeah. that interaction goes. I, I think it's interesting that y you draw it as if they're enemies and you see you see the, you, the hand could, motion. But if you could do a dream, maybe a dream scenario, talking. you get Iowa, UConn playing each other in one semi and you get LSU and South Carolina oh, in the other. And then you get... And I know these other teams are like, what about us? No, we're talking well, about... No, no, no. Well, they, 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 they have an opportunity. Yeah, it's super stardom I, at this point. I, yep. I, I'm not saying it's you're going to just throw them in there. I yeah. mean, they got to win their way in. Yeah. They have to do the job. Yeah. But that would be a dream scenario for ESPN in now, the Final Four. Now, ESPN has Jay Williams on college basketball oh, the other day, and he's then suddenly, here you go. So we get past one one person saying idiotic things. And you bring on another one, right? So she it's doesn't want to It's all about ships. <laughs> ships. That's what he kept saying. It's about the chip or the, the, the ships. ships. Oh, that's easy for you to say. You played at freaking Duke. Yeah. Around you were surrounded. It was a dumb, another dumb one. I love the way Iowa fans just kill people when kill them with that too. Well, and even Iowa fans. It's Doug Gottlieb said she's uh, one of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, I, and, and and the Iowa the Iowa people will get their back up if you're going to talk badly about one of us. And and Jay Billis is like, dude, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and he is wrong. Jay Will's way wrong on this. I mean, let's just say something stupid so every, I get a lot of clicks. I don't know. I, it, it's just asinine. It was, just a, it was a silly thing for him to say. It was like, I'm try, like, here I am again, trying to have a take. And my take is that she's not great because she hasn't won the championship, which then I, I love the, 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 the simple answer was, Okay, let's just name off all these, you know. Charles Barkley wasn't great. Here's Marino. Right. Rod Crew. Uh, you know, Tony Gwynn. You just start down the Hall of Famers and all these guys, and you're like, okay. But Maravich, did he? Did, no. Did well, he, oh, no, he may have won one with uh, Boston. He was with the Celtics the one year. With it. Yeah, he very well may have won one. All right. We're going to take our first break, come back. Um, Hawkeye baseball has started in earnest. Uh, actually, not only did they uh, did they go 2-1 and one on the weekend, but they're currently leading – 
Uh, Loris, 14 to nothing. And um, I got a minus point, 16. I don't know. Is that bad? At this point, I don't know. <laughs> at this point, they're starting pitching so far in these four games has given up a grand total of one run in 16 innings. That's, that, a, that's, that's a good a stat. Pretty good stat. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more about that in uh, men's basketball when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Drake men's basketball head coach, Darren DeVries, and the Bulldogs play here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Jake Isles, man. At least, you know, Pete knows our genre or our, our timing. He right? certainly knows mine. He, does, he knows where <laughs> we are. Uh, our age group, at the very least. That's, that's awful good. Um, let's take a dive into men's basketball, and let's, uh, let's have Tom Kickert from HawkeyeReport.com, the On3 Network, uh, join us for that. How's that sound? Sound like a good idea? Sounds swell. What do you think, Tom? The Hawks with the big victory on Saturday. That was one that they, uh, they, they greatly deserved um, after, yep. after having some tough times, I think, with some of these, losing some leads. And they lost one in this game, too, but, but they deserved it. They, they made the plays at the end. And, uh, and they pulled one out, and, and it was a lot of fun in front of the, uh, a really um, packed crowd at Carver-Hawkeye. Yeah, it was a fun game. And, you know, it's kind of been – their themes are one of two things this year, it seems like. Either jump out on a team and, and get a big lead, and then the lead kind of evaporates, and they end up losing, like, you know, the Maryland game, something like that. Um, or – they get behind like they did against Minnesota and against Wisconsin and uh, behind by double figures and then rally and end up winning games. So it's one of the two. There's no kind well, of in-between with down, this team. They were down 17 at Indiana and came back to take a seven-point lead in that game. They were down 15 at Penn State and came back to take lead. Yeah. You're right. It's just really crazy. The games, when they get way behind it, they can certainly go on runs. The problem is they also can go into these lulls. Well, and they've, haven't they had three games at least where they've gone the last seven or eight, eight minutes of the game, scored less than 10 points? Yeah. Yeah. Those have been, that's been one of their issues, has been late game execution or lack thereof. And, uh, right. and not being able to get good shots and get good scoring opportunities, at least get to the foul line. They just. And and that's cost them this year. I well, mean, I it like, really has. I, I I'm not, let's not let's not pick on the Maryland game. Let's pick on the Wisconsin game that they won. I was up nine with seven minutes to go. They'd played really a gorgeous half of basketball. They really had. I mean, it, uh, they were down four at halftime. Scored the, they're up scored nine. the first four, four six in the um, second half, and they're they're shooting the ball well. By the way, no three pointers at that point. They they don't they didn't have a three pointer the entire second half. They had one in the, in overtime. That's amazing for this team, right? And yet they were still scoring a lot, just at will. They were uh, Josh Dix rising up, oh, and smooth Freeman. stroke, Freeman backing guys down, spinning around. It was beautiful to watch. And then what happened was you could just see it. Suddenly, all of a sudden, they were all playing with their back to the basket. They stopped facing up to the to the basket. They started looking for who's going to make a move. And who's going to take guys one on one? And they played their way out of it, but not until they got down to. And I'm glad that they did. But this is what I've seen with them: is is suddenly it's a um, it really is a who's going to take over, rather than let's keep playing the the way we were. And that's that's what cost them. And this year, the guy that's going to take over is pretty much always going to be Tony Perkins. But he's really the only yeah. consistent guy who can go to the basket. 
Wouldn't you agree, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, and in terms of taking people off the dribble, probably. Um, you know, I think Patrick can do that a little bit. Um, you know, Owen Freeman's like not there me. yet. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Um, but he's had his moments. I mean, I look back to the Minnesota game. He played really well that game. But there's been others where, you know, it's not so much. So, I mean, it's inconsistent. Tony's the guy to get it to the bucket. Um, you know, I think that's probably the main guy, really. Yeah. So Owen Freeman gets his ninth Big Ten Freshman of the Week award yeah. with uh, 20 points and 12 rebounds. Um, you know, the and, and a bunch of block shots, by the way, that were really impressive. I, the, I'm trying to think here of what the key is to when he turns on and when he turns off. Because the other day he was just on from the beginning, right? He was just locked in from the beginning. And then other times it's that early foul that gets him out of it. But as a freshman... Uh, you got to be happy about the what's looking forward to the future, and yet at the same time, you got to get this consistency out of him the rest of the way so they can win. That's these why they games. call him freshman. Well, I guess so. Yeah, no one's been pretty consistent. Um, I think he's just, um, you know, he. I, I just see things in him that that are very promising for the future with with Owen. That you guys will look back. We'll be talking about it a year from now where, boy, he's developed a jump shot. He's hitting 15, 17-footers, maybe three-pointers. Um, those things are going to become, become, and that's the next thing with him. Um, and, and I've seen it in the practice setting, seen it in the AAU setting uh, in the past. He can shoot the basketball. He just has not gotten the confidence to do it in games this year. Uh, but that's coming. It's, it's definitely coming. That would be a lot of fun. Tom, I know you watch that AAU team. Is Brock, Brock Harding has more shot-making ability than what he's shown, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He'll, you know, he's like a, he played like a freshman where he's had a lot of good moments and some rough moments. And it, the Wisconsin game was an example of that where I thought he came in in the first half and gave them a little bit of a spark and – and frankly, I think Owen plays better and with more of a motor when Brock is out there just because they've got such good chemistry. Um, but then we saw uh, other times where Wisconsin just recognized that he can't handle Chucky Hepburn in the block, and they would just right. go post him up and try to bully ball him and, and get scores on him, and so it made Brock unplayable. But um, he's going to fight you. He's going to be a good player um, down the road. He's given him good minutes. I think he'll he'll continue to give him good minutes. He pushed Tony the other day. Tony Perkins did not play well in the first half. He played great in the second half, and Fran sat him and said he sat him on purpose. And I thought Brock, yep. yeah, he got back down a couple times, but he hit a three. He had a little dip, dip under layup. He had three or four assists in there. I thought he was playing really, really well. He didn't and play I, in the second half, did he? Then, uh, like two minutes. Yeah. Because Perkins was playing so well, and they've determined that Tony's their, their point guard, and that's that's fine. But Brock Harding, I thought, played really well, and I, I would say that um, it has been a consistent uh, a consistent upswing. It's getting better and better for him. Um, I love your yeah, I love your what you're saying about Owen's motor being different when he's in there because I agree with that. The whole offense moves faster. Because Brock Harding with the basketball moves faster. Well, no question. Here's, here's, here's the still. thing I would do. 
Here's the thing I would do if, if yeah. I were Fran. I'd play Brock and Owen uh, as a combo uh, for minutes. And I'd also play Peyton and Price together more than they have because I think both of them, there, there's comfort with the, the, the Sanford brothers out there together. And, and I think they feed off each other a little bit and get that little brotherly competitiveness going a little bit. And I just, you know, I, I think that those four should be out there um, kind of in combos, but just together uh, more often. I agree with that. I, I think Price really plays better when Peyton's on the floor with him. No question. He's calm. Yeah. He just calms him down. Yep. So th this team, this team right now, 15-11, 7-8, um, they're sitting at 67 in the net. Um, David and I were talking last week about uh, the ceiling for this team the rest of the way. Um, granted, it'd be nice to think they could win a bunch of games and somehow sneak it in the, into the tournament. But I, I think more accurately, they're looking probably still to try to get over 500 and get into the NIT. Do you think, Tom, and this was, this was our discussion actually as after we went off the air last week, it, it, would that feel like a failure to the older guys on the team because they've been to the NCAA tournaments? Or would they, would they look at that as an accomplishment considering that they've got so many young guys that have to play roles this year? Yeah, I think they'd still be jazzed up about it. Um, one of the things that's happened, and I, I probably should write about this in the next week or so, but the NIT changed their uh, selection process this year, um, you know, because Fox was threatening to kind of make a tournament out in Las Vegas where they were going to take, like, top the, the Power Five conference schools that didn't make the NCAA and have, like, an eight-team tournament out in Vegas or something. Um, so what the NIT did is now they're automatically, you know, they've done this thing in the past where they were taking conference champions from the smaller conferences that didn't make the NCAA tournament, didn't win their conference tournament, and they'd automatically get a bid to the NIT. Well, that's gone now. That's not possible anymore. Um, they've switched it up so the power conference teams that don't make it, the top two in the net, so like Iowa would be one of those two schools Right now, if you look at the net, based on yep. who you think's going in, with like Nebraska and Northwestern being the bottom two out of that group uh, that get in the NCAA tournament, the next two, so I think right now it would be Ohio State and Iowa, automatically go into the NIT bracket and get to host a home game. So, um, and that, funny, they're funny. doing that for attendance, aren't they? Well, yeah. They're doing that to pacify the big boys. Is what they're doing. <laughs> well, but, but it would, it would money. be for attendance too. Yes. Who yeah. who owns yeah. the NIT? The NCAA owns the NIT. They bought it years ago. Yeah, that's right. So that's exactly right. Ohio State passed Iowa in the net this week. Uh, of course, well, they had to beat, beat Purdue. That'll do it. Um, so it, they would now be the the first team, and Iowa would be the next automatic. Maryland and uh, Minnesota. Just within seven and ten, ten spots. Yeah, it's in the close. So it's, it's, it's very, close. very, very close. But so but Iowa's sitting I, there with an I, opportunity. There's no question. Yep, Iowa's got a big opportunities this week at Michigan State tonight, uh, at Illinois on Saturday. Um, so you got you got two opportunities there. You get the home game against Penn State, who just kicked their leading scorer off the team. Um, Why'd they do at that? At Northwestern. I don't know. Um, he had been hurt, Kanye Clary. He had been hurt. He played um, played against Iowa. It was his first game back from an injury where he got hit in the face, I think. 
Um, and um, so he, I think he might have been out for with concussion protocol, but something happened with him and uh, Mike Rhodes, the new coach up there, and uh, Rhodes blew him off the team. So I, I haven't really dug into him. Adios. Yeah. He was, I think he was like the only returning guy on the team, too. So uh, I think there's there an overhaul. There are, s- there are currently seven teams with between six and eight wins in the Big Ten right now, <laughs> all sitting in the middle. So it'll be interesting yep. to see what the seating looks like when that when that all finishes up. So you beat Penn uh, yeah. State, they can beat Northwestern, and then they don't they finish with Illinois at home. Illinois at home. Yeah. So yeah. you know this week is tough with the two road games against two big boys, but you get one of those two, that's another quad one win, and then um, Penn State, and then at Northwestern would be a quad one, Illinois would be a quad one. So got four yep. quad one games left. So. Um, you know, you could fight your way back in to, you know, at least some bubble talk. But I still think there's a there's a decent chance that they make the NIT this year. Michigan State is 13 and two at home. Illinois is 13 and two at home, and Northwestern is 13 and one at home. Uh, those are all tall tall orders, but uh, certainly would improve. Northwestern, all right, Tom. Northwestern will be without Ty Berry the rest of the way, who's probably their second best player. So. Oh. Um, that's a big, big news item that's a big from last news. week. That um, you know they lost Ty Berry for the rest of the year with a knee injury. Tom, are you picking any upsets this week? Uh, I'm not tonight. Uh, I saw the referees who are working this game, and one of them is <laughs> Paul Selk. Uh, so, uh, if you've ever listened to Jordan Bohannon or Connor McCaffrey, they will tell you that the, that Iowa has zero shot when Paul Selk is out there. So. That's the worst thing. And that's it, good bit of information. <laughs> Matt, you got you got about a half hour to get those get those away. Yeah, yeah. say the bets. You get might those, be able to get a bet down. Get those in. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Our friend Chuck Reed was in. And he goes, "There's a fair chance we may see uh, DefCon Five on Fran tonight." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I I I jokingly sent a text to a friend of mine that uh, Fran is plus one fifty tonight to. Uh, Finish the game in the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) After I saw the referee. (laughs) That's very funny. Very good. Very good. Well, we'll, we'll, who knows? Maybe they'll pick one up on uh, pick one up this weekend. We'll see what happens with that. Get one of these two, and like you say, and then things get a lot more interesting. Real quick, Tom, how great was it on Thursday night? Oh, being there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just so cool to see. Caitlin get that record and and um, and to see the crowd just man it was that's a you know I've been to a lot of games a lot of games the loudest I've ever heard it I mean it was deafening uh, in there and just so cool the the post game was just awesome and um, she's such an ambassador um, you know and and just such a such a good person signing autographs after the game all these kids holding those new posters up and everything. It's just just awesome to see what she's doing for the game. And, you know, it's, it's, cool. uh, there's a, we did a story today that NI, the on three NIL group did, and I called her the most marketable college athlete in, in the country right now. And, there, and I don't even think that's a controversial oh, statement. Not it's close. it's not, not even, even close. close. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even and tell you the best you player might, in the you might be able to. You, you might be able to. I mean, no, I'm just saying just overall, any college athlete. Yeah, anywhere. No, I, no, I get it. 
I, th- I, I would almost make an argument she's the most marketable athlete in the country right now. Again, why, does she, why, why even go to the, to the WNBA at this point? <laughs> well. I, I, seriously. All right, Tom, we got to run. Appreciate uh, everything. Good stuff, and we'll check in with you next week. Okay. Talk to you guys. All right. Take care. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. We'll take a break and come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hi, it's Greeny, and you're listening to 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton, Jr. We want to thank our special sponsors here on the program. Deary Brothers, Waukee, Jeep, Chrysler Ram. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Angie Lancaster, of course, uh, Remax Realty, and our good friends here at the G-Mix. G-Mix. And uh, you can attest to... Uh, you can tell <clears throat> these are people we've we're, we're patrons of these people. Yes. So we can tell you they they do a good job. They do right? great work. They do great work. So, um, baseball team currently leading Loris fifteen to nothing now. Uh, this weekend they started off five two win over Seton Hall. They took Ball State five to nothing, but then a little hiccup against Lehigh eight to four. They lost. You can't sleep on, on Lehigh. No, you can't. Do you remember Lehigh versus Lafayette? That would always be a score that would go on. Saturday, ABC <laughs> television for the scores. It's it, Lehigh and Lafayette is actually one of the longest football rivalries in the country. I feel like I'm listening to Dick Trotter on my way back oh, home. Oh, Bill to, Fleming. Yeah, well, this was yeah, yes, Bill Fleming. Yep. Anyway, um, so anyway, I was starting pitching when it was great in this series. Uh, Brody Buck gave up uh, one run in four and a third. Marcus Morgan gave up no runs. Obermuller gave up no runs. So how many, currently, how right many now, no runs either. Brody so. ha- I mean, I'd have what, to look do, what do you guess the pitch count was? 80? 80, 85. 75, 80? Yeah. Got him on the little league count, basically. Yeah. You know? Um, they, seven strikeouts for Obermuller on Sunday. They, they were fine. Their middle relief gave up five five runs in one inning and three in the other, and that was uh, that was the ball game That's for them there. Wrote. That's all she wrote. So currently their starting pitching is somewhere in the neighborhood Raider of... Raider got a bomb. Uh, today. No, he had one oh, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had one today, too. Um, their starting pitching is somewhere around uh, around uh, zero or one run in 16 innings. That's going to get it done. The problem is that you can't drop games to, to teams like Lehigh. It's not a matter or of... Or Lafayette. Or Lafayette. It's not a matter of somebody trying to, oh, like somebody's going to point at that. And, and, and well, that's hey, what I said. Well, yeah, <laughs> they they will first of all, not because not because it's Lehigh, but because the RPI is a gigantic thing in terms of selecting the teams for the NCAA tournament. Brett, it's February twentieth. Okay. I know. Yeah, you're gonna. There's gonna be hand wringing for the next three months out of now, you as it relates. I can't wait for these tweets. Here's How is Iowa 18th in the RPI? We haven't lost anyone but Lehigh. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still ranked uh, 18th actually I, in the country. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, if they could, if they could get two out of three against Auburn, two out of three against Ole Miss. Well, they don't. So this is what they've got. They don't have Auburn. They have. This is a big. This is, the next two weeks are huge. Auburn, uh, 5 p.m. on Friday. Number 14, Virginia, 3 p.m. Oh, on Saturday. Okay, and then Wichita State, 11 a.m. on Sunday. This is down at the Jacksonville Baseball Classic. I'm These saying if you, could, if you if you could win two or three this weekend, yes, uh, preferably the two, the the two higher ones. Yeah, right? Right, right. And then and then I believe it's next weekend they go to Ole Miss for three. Um, if it's not next weekend, it's the weekend after that they go to Ole Miss for three games, and that will be very that'll important. be so hotty toddy. 
it'll be and so fun. Here's why. Will that be on SEC Network? Uh, no, it's on like it's it's on another. It is an off broadcast group. It's not the BTN. Off Broadway. Off Broadway. D1 Baseball or something like this week. That this weekend. So. This is the thing with the RPI. Iowa doesn't have the Big Ten is not a full schedule. You don't play everybody, so Iowa. The, we don't. Uh, the, no. So the, the other two best teams going into the conference this year are Maryland and Indiana, and Iowa. We don't have them on the schedule. Oh. So your RPI, you have six games against teams that would help your RPI. You don't have on the schedule. That's the problem with this, right? It's not a matter of me sitting here and whining about it. Sure, no, they it's, lost hel the game. it's helpful that you yeah, whine. Yeah, but. But uh, this is this is the first time that we go into a year so loaded that you feel like Heller is not going to be developing his team. Usually, he's developing his team over April, uh, over March and April. Well, there's right? no question so he had the A team out there on, on yeah. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and I'm sure he did. Well, the play. starting lineup looked like the A team on Sunday, uh, at least a batting order did. Right until and then Obermuller going. I guess where's he from? Oh, now you're going to kill. Intern. Me. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. They had the starting. They had the starters out there tonight too, right? They, I mean, they, they weren't to taking. Start. Any, they were no, taking no chances. They got themselves a ten-run lead and started substituting. I'm just saying. That he, um, City High Obero, or West High? I think he is, may have played with Morgan. I think he did too. I think he. Did oh, too. City. Okay, that's cool. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, just a couple of individual things. Sam Peterson was seven for thirteen for the weekend. That's not too bad. Uh, did you see the guy from Sacramento State who's been hit eight times already? How is that even possible? Does he wink? Does he wink at guys? Does he wink at the guys? He gets up there and they, they he got hit. hit don't like wink, so, He got hit by pitch seven of his first eight bats. Wow. That's Ron Hunt. <laughs> Montreal Expo. We well, could look we, it up. We, we, we had big. We had, we had big. Derek Mowry got got well, to big, lean into one all every every big, game. Big right? He would get hit. He got Andrew hit would get popped a lot. Yeah. Yep. Lean not, into one, Ridge. Not, not re just turn your shoulder a little, Andrew. Lean, no lean into one. We, we need a but, runner. But I don't. I don't want. It's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He's nine. By the time he's fourteen, he's like, all right, whatever. Now, either way, this is so fun to have a, a really good baseball team to pay attention to right now. And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm going to live and die. No, it's all good. That, that, I, that they I, win I, or lose, they games. are fun. They they're, are fun. They're fun. Um, I'll tell you what, the athletic programs at Iowa are just the track team. All of them. They're just—they're great. It has—it uh, has been uh, impressive to look, watch the other teams compete. Right? They're—they're they're doing. They've. Done I mean, the men's basketball team is probably like seventh in terms of goodness, if you will. <laughs> as far as how good they are. Yeah. Compared, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you go down the list that they're—they're sitting—they're not sitting. The women's the, rowing. <laughs> are they? I don't know. I, it, by, the women's gymnastics team's really good. They're really Again, good. Right. So, all right, let's take our final break. We will check in on wrestling a little bit, and then uh, we'll uh, make a couple predictions for the rest of the week on the Hawkeye Hill on 2.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. The Chicago Cubs 2024 season opener will be in Texas against the Texas Rangers. March 28th. And we'll have every minute of the action with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. Right here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. I will not have to listen to that on the radio because I will be sitting in the stands in Arlington, Texas for the Cubs and the Rangers. A full-on puddle. I will be. You're not driving. No, but... I, yeah, that's you know, probably true. Stopped. That's true. You know? 
Um, but uh, I do go, you know, I go to the Rangers opening day because of my buddies in Dallas all the time. We have a great time. Defending and, World Series champs. And they are looking forward. They're going to be rolling out the trophy and a bunch well, of banners. Hopefully they'll be able to turn that stuff. cub around here pretty yeah. soon up here at G-Mix. He faces nice. the wall after a loss, uh, and if uh, after a uh, win, he comes out and waves. Is that what it is? Yep. Well, Bruce loves nothing more than to have that uh, thing facing the wall. Uh, it would be great to uh, to start the season off Doesn't with a win. Doesn't I enjoy it's it. bothersome. <laughs> All right, Brett Ridge, Dave Kane Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle. We've got a couple of weeks left. We're going through the winter sports season. It could get all the way to April. We'll see how that goes. Lord willing. Right, Lord willing. Uh, but we'll be here for the next couple of weeks, and uh, you can join us here each week at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. Feel free to come on down. It's kind bring, of fun. Bring the kitties, why don't you? Bring the kitties. Good, good food. They um, do have good food. The wrestlers, did you watch the wrestling the other day on Sunday? I, I missed Teske. Okay. Which was uh, tech, tech fall just destroyed the guy. Um, lots, why lots hasn't of he, bonus points. Why hasn't he been wrestling like that the whole year? I don't know. He was aggressive. I don't. I don't get. So here, so Iowa wins at thirty-four to seven. By the way, I think Wisconsin was rated number twenty-three going into this. The, the fun thing is this weekend they go to Okie State. In case everybody's kind of forgot, they're number two in the country. They're Are undefeated. They? Undefeated, fourteen and zero. Nobody's touched them. So um, Iowa State's fifth. Did you know that? Well, they're pretty good. They're, I, you know, I you and I is like ninth. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe twelfth. So they're fourteen and zero. But yeah, Teske with the tech fall. Woods pinned his guy. Uh, Rathjun won eight to one. Came close to the major. Uh, Frenick had a major. Kennedy with a tech fall. Arnold with a, a win over number sixteen at coming as an unrated wrestler. And then uh, Glazier and Hill with majors. I, I think was this Arnold's last like time he can wrestle without yes, burning the red I shirt? Think, I think so. Yeah. I think they mentioned something like that the other day. But um, in any case, Iowa looked really, really good the other day. The only one Caliendo um, lost uh, to a higher-rated wrestler, but lost uh, fourteen to ten. Iowa did. That something. was a good match. It, the, Iowa was extremely, extremely aggressive on Sunday, and it was it looked different than it had looked. Now I will say this. When they wrestle Penn State, and I watched Penn State go against Nebraska a little bit the other night, and Nebraska hung with them. But the way they did it was Nebraska just didn't take a whole lot of shots. Right. Because Penn State's whole thing is we're going to stand around for the first two uh, two periods, and then you're going to take a shot, and we're going to get you going in on us, lay on top of you, and the match is over. We're going right? to win four to one. That, that's, I mean, it's, it's becoming apparent that's their style. Well, Iowa's going to have to figure out how to, if they need to be aggressive to win these matches, they're going to have to figure out how to do it because Penn State doesn't give them any takedowns. But this was fun to see on senior day, Iowa just absolutely destroying uh, Wisconsin rather than, than uh, tussling with them. Yes, no question. It was, so, it was a good bounce back. They needed one. Your insider got anything on, on Okie State? I haven't even talked to him about it. Sorry. Oh. That was my bad. We were busy he's today. Been, he's, he's been right. Oh, he's been right all the time. He's been right. Well, it ought to be fun. That one is on BTN 2 p.m. on Sunday on Big Ten Network. So we've got uh, a couple of games. That's for the, the same men. time as the women, though. Is it Illinois women? Iowa, Iowa. Oh, is that at noon? Noon. All right. So Iowa Illinois women at noon on Fox Sports One, and then it'll be the uh, wrestlers on BTN at two. So Sunday is uh, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday is appointment television for Hawkeye fans. Sunday. Sunday. As they as they step through, gosh, it's all going so fast. It does. It's hard to believe it's February 20th. It's amazing. Gotta love, it, it, got, 
think about we had a couple lean years where there was nothing. We like to call them the lick lighter years. We don't like to call them that. They just were. Right. And women's basketball was okay. I mean, Bluter had some good teams in there, right? But they weren't great. The wrestlers, just before brands kind of turned things around, right? Yep. They, they, were, they were okay, but not great. Somehow we made it through. We did. Luckily, we're still These are here. the salad they, days. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they end up being. So, what do you think? We've got, uh, we got a couple of uh, big ones coming up. The, the women, you, you, you feel like they're going to blow out Indiana. I don't night. think they're going to blow them out, but I think Iowa's going mean, to win. That's, that's going to be assembly hall full. I absolutely. I think Iowa wins by eight to ten points on Thursday. I think they destroy Illinois on Sunday. The women. I think the men. I think the men are in for this. Is a, this is a bad spot. You, you know, bad matchups. January, yes. February, Izzo, yep. and and we're getting pretty close to Izzo, and I I I don't see how. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think Iowa loses by 14 tonight, and uh, I think they give a better effort at Illinois. Um, but I think it's just a tough place to play, and you know, so I, I'm I'm saying 0 and 2 in the men this week. Yeah. I do have an upset though. Well, hey. Mike Creighton, Blue Jays, and I are going to beat UConn. Is it in Omaha? It, yep. Okay. You feel good about that, huh? Well, I just, there's something. Talk about a ramped up atmosphere going to yeah. be at, yeah. over there in Omaha tonight. I wish it was dollar beer night because that place would get <laughs> absolutely off the hook. But uh, the Blue Jays, I think, have got a real shot tonight to upset the number one team in the country. I, I think the men, the Iowa men, also have a real tall order tonight. But I think the only thing I look at is that Michigan State. This this is the spot where they tend to look past somebody. So there is that it might keep things a little closer. Or Illinois the same way. The difference is that um, in, in, in Brad Underwood doesn't seem to have teams that just look past people. And Izzo, he does every once in a while, but. They, you know, they're at home. They're For gonna Iowa to hang, they, they're going to have to shoot 60% well, tonight. That's what we said to Chuck Reed. It's going to have to be this. You can't have that that one or two of the guys have a good game. You're going to have to have all five starters and Pat McCaffrey, all of them having monster games where they just shoot 60% each, right? Josh Dix needs 18. Freeman needs 18. If, Sanford if needs you, 18. Perkins needs 18. I mean, this is where you got to go. Cricky's got to... Got to get. Can he get double di digits and rebounds, please? Can Iowa you know? keep Michigan State off the offensive boards? Yeah. That and, and I don't see how they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I like your. I like. I think you're right. The women win both of these, uh, and they're good. I think the men, the wrestling team wins, and the baseball team gets two out of three. We're coming back with a lot of fun stuff. There we go. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks everybody helping us out on the program today. Of course, Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com, Peter Camp back in the studio for Dave Green Jr. I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week here on the Hawkeye Huddle.